You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. We welcome uh, the one and only Sheikh Shreem Maida, who is a Medina University graduate. He's also uh, a uh, alim. He's also someone uh, that is a motivational speaker. Appears in many platforms and uh, radio platforms where he is uh, sometimes hosting the show and in talk show host. But uh, most of all, he is uh, dedicated uh, to this platform of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. And he gives us his uh, time on the program called Perkins. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, uh, beautiful evening, Yash? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my dearest brother, Shafat Ahmed Khan, and all the dear listeners of Marcus Sahaba this evening, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Alhamdulillah, what a beautiful evening. We need to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is still taking care of us as we've been making dua sincere in the month of Rajab. And now he has accepted us that we went through the month of Rajab. And now he has accepted us through in the month of uh, Shaban. And we make sincere dua that he pull us through, inshallah, that we make it in good health to the month of Ramadan, Shaf. You know, I like uh, the way you brought in Ramadan and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ushers us in into this uh, powerful month called Ramadan. Uh, you know, welcome. Halan wa salan ya Ramadan. You are honored the month of the Noble Quran. Uh, Sheikh Shreem Maida, you know, you are an international figure. Alhamdulillah. Praise Allah for that. And also, you also, you know, in a company uh, where you have uh, different uh, staff members of different uh, faiths and uh, persuasion. Uh, you know, when Ramadan comes... Uh, there are certain individuals that take, uh, the company gives them the whole month off, uh, but in your case, you still need to be there because uh, you liaise internationally and so forth. Uh, but uh, what's the atmosphere like at, uh, at, at work? You know, the respect shown by your non-Muslim colleagues towards you. Uh, I mean, uh, share that uh, scenario with us, actually, Maya. No, alhamdulillah, Shaf. Uh, I mean, is what you make out of it. You know, if... Uh you make it known that you're a Muslim and you actually practice your deen, definitely everybody's got respect for you. And people do understand the values and uh, the boundaries where they can actually uh, uh, close when they're talking to you. And uh, even if you find some of our people sharp, they will not eat the food as long as you're in the company. They won't even drink anything because they do understand your values that you're fasting that month of Ramadan. That sometimes you have to avoid them just to go and sit somewhere alone or maybe... You know, lunchtime, you take your lunch break and you sit on a musallah, just read your salah and read the Quran so that, you know, you give them space so they can have something to eat. It's really a kind of uh, a respect or place where people actually respect uh, what you believe in, if, if you show them what you believe in, you know. And uh, there's a lot of questions that comes in about fasting. Then you explain to them the benefits of fasting and the rest of that and why do we keep fast, the main reason behind that. And you know why specifically in the month of Ramadan, you know, a lot of questions comes in which becomes easier for us to, uh, to answer to them, you know, most specific being the month of the Quran, uh, where the Quran itself started being revealed to us to actually guide mankind out of uh, darkness and put them into the light of understanding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, taking us out of Jahannam and putting us to the right path of going to Jannah and also taking us out of ignorance and actually to the light of understanding where there was no respect. You remember the Arabs, uh, you know, the pre-Islamic era where they used to actually uh, bury the baby girls alive. And uh, I mean, when our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came to explain to them, once we're killing all these baby girls alive, once they're all gone, 
who, who is going to be their wives after that, your children, who are they going to marry after that? So really, very simple explanation that actually makes everybody sit and think back and understand, here, we've been doing something that's not right, this simple way of doing things. And that's what Ramadan comes in, Shaf, and uh, yes, uh, there's a lot of respect among us from non-believers or non-Muslims when it comes to you, uh, the month of Ramadan, most especially when you have practical Muslims around you, Shaf. Absolutely, and uh, you know, the point you made, a lot of our non-Muslim friends uh, definitely they show you a lot of respect. They say, oh, sorry, you know, Shaf, I can't eat in front of you, or you're fasting, I know, sorry, and that. And, uh, you know, on the other hand, you get, uh, you know, some Muslims, uh, they say, oh, no, I've got an ailment, and they'll just eat in uh, front of you openly and blatantly. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, it shocks you. But uh, if uh, people do have uh, chronic illnesses, and then uh, that should be understood. But still, it should be done, uh, you know, away from the eye of the public, uh, Sheikh Shurimaida. No, no, definitely, no, Chef. Uh, there will be uh, those cases where you're not fasting, you know, you know, you cannot do it. We even allowed us mention, you know, in, uh, those that are sickly or maybe traveling and they cannot actually contain the fast during that sickness or during that uh, journey, they are allowed actually to break the fast and actually cover for, for those days after the month of Ramadan. But still, it's not an open way where you can just sit and start eating and enjoying the meals in front of people that are fasting. That is just being unethical. You know, you have to respect the month of Ramadan and respect that is a month that people keep fast and respect the fact that someone might forget because you of you eating, they might forget and just drain you the meal and eat the meal and it will be on your head because, yes, uh, we are, we have got that actually uh, leniency from forgetting the month of Ramadan that you're fasting and then you go and eat full and then you remember at a later stage. Your fast is still uh, valid because it was Allah that has provided a meal for you. But in this case, you are enticing the people to eat and make them forget. Then definitely shaitan might work behind you and somebody uh, might have to pay a price because you have been doing it and yet you know, you know you're sick, you know you're chronic medical eating in between spaces and you know uh, for that sake, you need to isolate yourself from the people that are fasting. Or even the people that are not fasting, as long as you're Muslim, make sure you do it in the way that it respects the month of Ramadan and people so has respect for you. Where but that one is just eating. You know, some might not understand that you're actually sitting on chronic medications. Some might find it a joke to say, look at this person in the month of Ramadan, and he's just eating like that. So those are the issues we need to be avoiding and making sure that, you know, our Ramadan is being respected. And also, as Muslims, we are respecting this month and actually the kind of ibadah that it brings, Shaf. Uh, true indeed, Shaykh Maida, and as uh, we get into the mode and we hope and pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the power, the energy to go through this and uh, that uh, every second and every minute of uh, Ramadan that we imbibe and it uh, takes us uh, through the rest of the year and make us powerful, powerful Muslims, inshallah. Well, Shaykh Maida, our topic uh, this evening is we're talking about the smooth talker and uh, there's an anecdote uh, that states uh, uh, the uh, the heart. Okay, it says uh, the uh, the deceiver's tongue. It, it, uh, the deceiver's tongue is sweet, but his heart bitter. And uh, then we look at uh, you know the smooth talkers. Hey, you get them so many. They are smooth operators, smooth talkers, and they can talk and talk till they can buy and sell you. And uh, you know they say if you talk about a smooth talker. Is uh, someone who says flattering things uh, that may be intended to deceive people. Now, if you are a deceiver, then definitely you belong to his bush shaitan. And uh, Sheikh Shreem Maida, 
Uh, what's your views on a smooth talker, yeah, Sheikh? Uh, Chef, you know, you just like hinted the point there to say they're from Hezbollah Shaitan. Look at uh, Iblis himself. You know, you must remember when Allah created our father Adam Ali Salat was salam, uh, he said to them, Uskunu anta wa zawjukal jannah wa kula minha ragadan haithi shiktuma wa la taqraba hadhi shajara fatakuna min al-dhalimeen. Allah says to Adam Ali Salat was salam, Oh Adam, you dwell in Jannah, you and your wife, and consume anything that you want from Jannah, except from this one tree, don't consume from it, because you are going to end up wronging, being on the wrong side of the law. And uh, Adam accepted that, and uh, our mother Hawa accepted that, and they live by the book where they actually avoided all the limits that Allah said do not cross. And uh, Shaitan came and tried, uh, you know, smooth-talking them, and uh, they could not budge. I mean, they stood their ground until one day he was watching how Adam behaves, his pattern around Jannah. And uh, certain uh, specific times when he actually consumes whatever he had, you sit at one position just watching the angels and uh, making tawaf. You know, so that was his habit. And he loved that. So when Shaitan saw that, now he came, you know, as you said, they come actually uh, sugarcoat stuff and bring in stuff that are not there just to deceive somebody's mind. So they came and uh, started with the custom, you know, to say, Wallahi, I'm taking a custom for me. I'm the best advisor for you. You know, do you know why Allah Ta'ala has stopped you from eating from that tree? You know, it's simply because if you both eat from there, you end up being angels. So when you're angels, it means you don't need to be actually eating anymore. You just have to do what the angels are doing. And actually, Adam was deceived uh, on that. And uh, he went and ate from the tree. And finally, the outcome was that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took out the garment that Adam alayhi salatu wasalam and Umar Awa had. You know, just like how we have all the creation that Allah has created from the animals uh, to the chicken itself. They come with their own designed garment where they dress up from the day they're born up to the day they, 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 they die. So which means they do not go to the shop to change. You won't see Nike feathers on a bird or maybe find Pringles uh, uh, label on the bird or maybe uh, uh, mention any kind of designer clothes that you know. You won't see the animals in a bush wearing those designer clothes because simply they got the clothes that were designed for them to put on from the day they were born up to the day uh, of their demise. So the same happened to us. And finally, when this happened, it found that our father, Adam, والسلام, and our mother, Hawa, we actually undressed, we stripped naked. And this is what shaitan does. And uh, if we understand that, it is all through smooth talking of shaitan. So when you say, Shah, that, you know, uh, smooth talkers are nothing but Hezbollah shaitan really makes perfect sense because this is how uh, they deceived our father and our mother, uh, Adam, alayhi salatu wasalam, and Hawa, and took them out of Jannah, although it was a procedure that allowed I wanted them to come out of Jannah so that there can be uh, a regeneration of human race, which happened here. So there's a reason towards that. But although there's a reason towards that, it's good for us to understand that shaitan is a smooth talker and can deceive you and do things that actually are going to mislead you and put you in trouble. So watch out. These people that are actually sucked in the tongue of shaitan, who are in his with shaitan, who can talk. So if you don't have good reasoning behind what you're hearing, you end up being, being get caught in the, in, the, in the process and then ending up on the wrong side of the road or maybe losing out whatsoever you're not supposed to be losing, Shaf. No, Shaq, you're either once you're talking and it's uh, so important for us, uh, especially if we have the small children, 
that uh, they are listening to every word we do. They know us better, sometimes uh, better than we know ourselves because every move we make, uh, children are very, uh, you know, skeptical and are very, uh, you know, they can imbibe your vibes and they know exactly what you're doing. And imagine, you know, you uh, when your child can talk and that, and a phone call comes and the child, you know, remember in those days they, the children used to run to the phone and pick it up and the parents say, hey, tell the mom, they're not here. So in other words, you're teaching your child to lie from a very young age. And today when your child watches you, uh, maybe, you know, talking to someone, and you say, yeah, you know, lies, you're speaking lies. And the child is picking you up and knows my father is lying. And, you know, suddenly uh, they say, no, father, you know, if father can do that, then we can do that. It is very important for us to stop take and, uh, you know, to be truthful and to be honest and not to be smooth talkers. Because what happens, we destroy a younger generation if we are that type of people, uh, Sheikh Shreya What's your thought? No, no, Shaf, you know, you're correct. You know, Nabi Sallam has mentioned the tradition about that, you know. If the person actually keeps on uh, lying intentionally, you know, uh, they written the books of Allah as a kadzaba, you know, this means a liar. And uh, as you just said, you know, I mean, bringing the children uh, is a very beautiful task that Allah has assigned us as human beings. You know, and uh, what we do and how we speak and how we say things is actually an impacts on the children's uh, upbringing. As you said, you know, uh, if you tell the child you've got people that are coming in and you tell the child, go tell them that I'm not here, you know, and uh, you start doing that all the time. One day you lose when somebody who's coming with good uh, to you because you're good at lying, uh, they will tell the person, you know, daddy is not here. And only for you to lose out somebody pointing to us, you know, I came home, I had certain stuff to give you, but now uh, your children told me you was not there and I had to go back and uh, somebody, there was somebody I met on the way that needed it, so I just gave it away. I'm so sorry for that. You know, this has a bad consequence, a bad taste, you know, on that. So if we have children, definitely we need to speak the truth at all the times, you know, you know, speak the truth, even if it is against you, speak about it. That way you're teaching your children to understand that the truth is what we should be standing for, whether it is against you, whether in the wrong path. And that's how you see sometimes, Shaf, because the children have learned that. They do wrong at school or wherever they come back home and say, you know, Daddy, I want to talk to you. Mommy, I want to talk to you. I hope you're not going to shout at me. I've done something wrong. Please, Mommy, uh, don't shout at me. And they say, no, talk to me. And they'll, they'll tell you. And although you want to shout, you've made a promise that you won't shout, you go back and say, but please don't do that again. You're better. Don't do that again because it's not right. You know, that's how we need to have our children. But this should be coming from us. If we are truthful and honest in what we say, we don't involve lies whatsoever we do. Definitely our children, our siblings will learn from there. And we have a pure and healthy society that sticks to the truth, Shah. And uh, you get uh, you know, certain... Uh... Uh, groups, uh, or even like Dale Carnegie and all these uh, places that you go to uh, for public speaking. But they teach you, I mean, let's be honest, they teach you to become a smooth operator, a smooth uh, talker, you know, a smooth talking person you become, and then uh, you talk very confidently in a way that is likely to persuade people. And it may, uh, you know, you may uh, seem to be sincere, but in, uh, in all sincerity, you're dishonest because uh, you appear honest, but in your heart, you know, you're not honest. And uh, then uh, that... Uh, goes into the business uh, that you, you know, you know they, they're the customer and you know that product is not up to standard. But as a smooth talker, you talk your way through to the heart of the uh, you, human being. Uh, you sell uh, the product to him. But in your hearts of hearts, you know, you are a liar 
and that you lied to the person and you don't care of the consequences because the two angels are recording you and uh, you will have to answer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. And uh, the importance for us uh, to realize that we as Muslims uh, shouldn't uh, fall prey uh, to being a smooth talker, Yashe. Shab, you just hit uh, the right button. I mean, we're talking about marketing here yeah, and marketing strategies. Definitely you get places where actually they will teach you to do the marketing in the way that you deceive people. You know, in everything that you say, you're selling things that are not there. You know, this, for us Muslims, really, we are not allowed to be doing things like that. Be honest, be blunt about the product that you're selling. You know, give an example, Shab. How did people come into Islam in the early days where there was no dawah spread to them? You know, and yet through trading. It's simply because Muslims traded honestly, Shab. If they're selling, let's say, mangoes or apples, and there's some rotten mangoes and rotten apples uh, on the bench they're selling, they'll put that rotten part on upper part of the of the day. So people, when they come in, before they could choose, they must see this item has got a defect on this place. So when you're taking it, you know there's a defect in that, which was the best way of marketing. And then at the same time, if somebody gets something, buy something from you, and they're not happy with it, they go home. They come back and say, look, we're not happy with it. We liked it, but we're not home. We see it's not fitting our style. We're not happy for it. We haven't used it. And you take it back from them. And that is how it used to be. And the people actually enjoy trading with the Muslims. That finally they said, yeah, this is the best religion. These people are honest. And I mean, we've never seen anybody that's honest, so honest like them. Yes, they want to make money, but they're not making money through backdoor ways where actually somebody will be screaming and crying while they're gone and they're happy with the money that they hit somebody down, which is a norm today. We've got Muslims that in the field, what they do normally is just to knock other people down. And that's all. You know, bringing this kind of business and that investment and the rest of that, where there's nothing but just painting to say there's this and there's that. As you say, smooth talking people come two, three, four, five months, people lose all the money that they invested because simply there was nothing of what has been said. And I mean, if you're Muslim and you know you're part of this, definitely is good to desist because you must remember this world is temporary. I mean, no sense collecting as much as you can in a temporary place where one day you have to leave everything and face the consequences for that. And remember that we have to pay for anything that we do. If it's good, we have to get uh, the reward for that, which is payment to us. And if we're doing good, we have to pay back, which is actually a credit to us. So definitely we need to understand that we have to do things right, Shaf. The moment we do things right, definitely this world becomes a better place for everybody and everybody will love us and we love everybody. I'll give you full marks for that. Uh, you know, De uh, Lacey O'Leary in 1929, uh, this is what he said. Uh, you know, the most fantastically absurd uh, myth was that Islam was uh, spread by the sword. He said, far from that, Islam was not spread by the sword, but it was spread by those honest uh, businessmen that went around the world and uh, did honest business and, you know, Islam spread because of their honesty and Alhamdulillah. And uh, this is it, uh, you know, when you talk about uh, they were not so smooth uh, operators or smooth talkers. They spoke the truth, they spoke the heart. And when it was Salah time, they gave the Azan and they explained the Azan to that. They did Dawah and business to such an extent that the locals were so impressed with them. Uh, you know, they married in the, in, in, in the, uh, amongst the locals. They lived amongst them. And, you know, Countries like Indonesia, Malaysia became Islamic without the sword or without a battle taking place. It was just pure honesty, as you alluded to, uh, alluded to Shaq. 
chick that brought in that. And, you know, smooth talkers are easy to talk to. That's because they use their active listening skills to really understand what other people are saying. But what they do, like a shaitanic movement, they study the psychological behavior of people. They look at the weakness of the people. They look at all the different things. And what they do, they say flattery is a food of fools. So what they do, they use uh, these uh, uh, the, the, the flattering terms, uh, flattering you all the time in the hearts of uh, their heart is already, you know, in that evil mode. And uh, they're sniggering at you, they're laughing at you, and they're playing up, uh, you know, uh, to the gallery, and they know what they're doing. But as soon as they got what they want out of you, then you're just another commodity. They don't even, even if they see you again, they won't even greet you because they did the sale and they made a fool of you and the money is in the bank balance or in the in, in the bank, Yashe. No, no, definitely, you know, Shab, uh, this is happening, and uh, even you find it in the world of uh, us Muslims being fooled because like, we become very forward at certain times, you know, in love and in need of money or sometimes help. And you find uh, not only you talk about business people, even those so-called herbalists, they're busy actually preying on people that actually are vulnerable. You know, they will tell you they can actually turn your money into thousands, into millions, you know, and they'll tell you, and yet, uh, you know, if they could make money, 10 money, 2 millions, they will not be talking to you. They could have made millions for themselves. Then come and tell you, give me 100,000. I'll make for you 5 million, 10 million. And you go run and borrow money from the bank to give this person to make 10 million from you. Next thing, it disappears and the money is gone. And what happens after that? Running up and our chef make go out for me. And uh, this is what happened. Somebody took my money and ran out. How did they take the money and run away? You know, simply because you followed your heart in a bad direction, you know, because you've been so greedy, you didn't uh, thank Allah what is given you. So you find people that are, as you said, Shaf, you know, they learn psychology and they listen to you and they get answers from you. And they look at your weakest point and weakest link that you want and they'll play you by the card that you're weak that you want for, and thereafter you get caught, and it's gone from you. And definitely, Shaf, this is really happening, and uh, Shaitan has actually sprayed, actually, all his uh, tactics in the people that do things like that. Where when they talk to you, actually, you just go away fast asleep. Where, like, you can't hear yourself, you just go and give in what you have to give in. You work very hard for so many years, you give those earnings to somebody within a minute, thinking they're going to double the earnings for you, maybe triple them, maybe bring them 10 times. Well, which never happens. There's no shortcut in life, Shah. We need to understand that as Muslims. Once we understand no shortcuts in life, definitely smooth talkers will not overpower us because we understand the pattern of life. But the moment we do not understand the pattern of life and we think things comes by a shortcut, then definitely we get caught in the way where you won't be able to come out because you lose out. Maybe you go start a date somewhere where you have to be uh, squeezed to pay it back and because you gave somebody all day now with that money that you could have done something for yourself and for your family and lived a better life. Sheikh Shoei Mada, full marks for you and khair for that. Uh, you know, uh, as you said, uh, I know, I know I had friends that, that lost virtually millions and uh, what they did, they got the Spiderman scheme, the guy came to them, he said, oh, don't worry, you know, you got a, a few million lying, uh, invest it with me, you know, I'll make sure that I'll, by the end of the uh, year, you'll have uh, five times that amount of money, and the guy gives it to him. And suddenly, I know many of them lost their, their, their entire businesses because they had, uh, they were duped. And I think the point you made is that because uh, uh, deep within us, uh, you know, people uh, do have that greed. You know, the thirst for wealth is like drinking uh, salt water. The more you drink, the thirstier you become. And then you want to get into that mode. 
You want to do that, forgetting that Allah says, you know, everything in moderation. And suddenly you feel that uh, backlash and you get the punishment. And the azab comes uh, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because uh, you disobeyed the laws of the Creator, Shaykh Shuraimayla. No, no, in this position, look, Allah will punish you. You must remember as Muslim Shaf, we do have that belief that, you know, whatsoever good, you know, comes from Allah subhanahu to us. And whatsoever bad, it's most especially a consequence of our wrongdoings. So we must always look back uh, if things happen to us in a very bad way that we didn't anticipate and we're not happy about, look back to say, where did I go wrong for me to deserve this kind of actually uh, of, uh, uh, of reception of whatsoever I'm getting now. So once we do that and uh, actually look back and then go back to Allah Ta'ala and ask for forgiveness and actually try and go away, do away with those kind of behaviors, definitely we become good. But if we don't go back and look back in where we've gone wrong, and then we start blaming Allah. No, I tried this, but Allah is not looking at me. And I'm trying everything and nothing is happening for me. I think Allah doesn't love me and the rest of that. No, it's not that. Allah loves us all. He created us. We didn't ask. Go to our parents, our four parents, four, four, our, our, our great, great parents. Ask them if they did send an application to Allah for us to be born in certain years. You won't find anything of that. So, so Allah loves us. He chose for us to be born in certain times, and we hear now to a specific reason why we're here, and the, a specific time as well that we're going to be here. So we need to understand our purpose of being here, that we're here only to save Allah and ibadat and obey his Nabi Muhammad. So Allah says, as you always say, Shaf, that is what we are here for. But if we go across the boundaries and look at this world and these greeters and want to compete with it in catching and grabbing all the greeters that this world is, is going to offer, then definitely smooth talkers on the way to smooth talkers out of goodness and actually get us into trouble where they will be the first ones to be laughing at us and say, look, you were sitting at a good position. I went and deceived him. Now he's got no money. All the money is gone from that person. And I mean, it's happening. So let's just be careful and let's not be greedy and let's thank Allah and appreciate whatsoever Allah has given us. That way we'll go a very long way, Shaf. I mean, I mean, yeah, Sheikh, and also uh, people, be careful, be careful of uh, the smooth talker. He's artful, he's, insin he's insincere, he's fast talking, he's smooth tongue. And uh, he, you know, you better watch out because the uh, Sheikh Shurmaiza, these are people, you know, if you question them, they avoid the in-depth question. And uh, they never discuss the feelings. You don't want to know about them, uh, you know, whether they have empathy, they have sympathy. They'll never show it. And uh, they are so easy on the tongue, very easy. And uh, they are the type of people, they are like a one-day type people. They like the fizz of a carbonated drink. Once you open the cap, they shh, and they, uh, you know, they just uh, ebb away. And uh, they are the type of people, and, uh, you know, they're the type of people that will uh, not give you the time of day. As soon as they get whatever they want from you, and uh, they are too interesting to to us when they first be first meet them because they 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 you know they're so enthusiastic they're looking at you it's full of, like a meretricious smile looking at you and all that but beware beware this is all the traits of a shaitanic uh, a human being and someone that will buy and sell you figuratively and uh, literally. Shaykhshay Maida, great. Uh, uh, being in your company uh, this evening, unfortunately, we are coming uh, to that time of the evening where we have to say alwida. But your parting words before I let you go. And Ashraf, uh, you know, we have to be careful. You just actually said the parting word for me as well, that people have to be very careful, must remember, uh, smooth talkers will come to your left, right and center, most especially when they know you have something that they need from you. 
and they will talk you out so that they get what they want. And the moment they get and and and, and use whatsoever they wanted, they will leave you one side abused and not attended to. So we have always to seek Allah's guidance and help whenever we're meeting people like them. You know, say Audhu Billahi Shaitan Rajim with one kill, because in saying that sincerely, it exposes people's mind, it exposes people's intention towards you, and one time you see them sleeping, the, the tongue sleeping to know that they're not here for good, they're here for wrong reasons and then from there you make up your decision and your mind not to associate yourself with people of that sort. But inshallah as Muslims we should be safe from this and may Allah Ta'ala protect the woman safe, guide us and protect us inshallah and grant us good health in these few days left for Shaban that we make it in Ramadan in good peace and in good health so that inshallah we fast you know in the month of Ramadan Shaf. For that, Sheikh Shreemaida, you have a mashallah beautiful evening ahead. We will definitely talk to you soon, inshallah. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, sir, people, time for us to go for our break. When we get back, it'll be Molana Salim Karim got to be joining us.